This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Christopher Gonzalez and Megan Barcelia. Today we will be continuing our 350 good questions to ask and tying them into line dance. We're actually moving along at a pretty steady pace now. We're at 126. If you could know the truth behind every conspiracy, but you would instantly die if you hinted that you knew the truth, would you want to know? Hmm. Not entirely sure how to relate this to line dance. Because I feel like if I knew some secret about line dance, I definitely have to share it with you. Regardless. So I'd be very scared about that. But just conspiracy-wise, I think I could keep my mouth shut. Just in the general, like, the Kennedy assassination or something like that. Like, it'd be cool to know because, like, I'm definitely one of those that likes to know. But I'm also one of those that could definitely keep my mouth shut in something like that. However, line dance is a totally different circumstance. If there was something to know, I feel like obligated to like share it with you. Well, that's thoughtful. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I would rather know than not know and then take the risks from there. 7-Eleven was a part-time job. Number 127, what animal would be the most terrifying if it could speak? Hmm terrifying like there's gross stuff like tapeworms but terrifying if it could speak what would tell you like disturbing things that you wouldn't want to hear i think ultimately i would have to say as weird as it sounds dogs or cats like one of those house pet that sees all of your disgusting habits like if they could speak i think that would be terrifying. Oh, you know, I, I really, I thought you were going to go in a different direction with that. I would be weirded out by any of the animals that might actually be attracted to you. Cause like you think, Oh, it's a puppy. It's so cute. And you think that it's thinking, Oh, I love you so much. Thank you for bringing me into your home. But what if it's really thinking like, I want to mount you and take you for my own and we will have beautiful fur babies together. Like, I wouldn't want to hear that. I don't want to know about that. I would rather pretend it's like pure and innocent. But how does that relate to line dance at all? Okay, what animal would be the most terrifying? Maybe like what dance accessory would be the most terrifying? Maybe like your shoes or your shoe inserts. I don't think I'd want to hear too much about what their opinion is of me. I put them through some abuse. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'd have to go with that. Yeah. Maybe my sweaty shirts, too. Or my sweaty other clothes. Number 128, what's the worst hairstyle you've ever had? Bangs! I was about to say, have you ever done bangs? <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. oh. No, no, no. It gets better. Self-cut bangs, shoulder-length hair, Self dyed a really weird reddish brown. Seventh grade, it was bad. I think that was around the time that my sister cut her own bangs, and I um, discovered that I don't like bangs. (laughs) Didn't know that they existed until then, and then I was like, "Ooh, 
Yeah. They can be done well. Zoe Deschanel knows how to rock some bangs, but it's rare. Georgina also has good bangs, kind of in that Zoe style. Worst hairstyle I've ever had. I mean, I've cut it short and it's looked okay. Uh, I've left it growing long and it's looked okay. I do a side part. Never done a bowl cut. I've slicked it back and that was fine. I mean, not by choice really, but for somebody who wanted to play with my hair, there is one photo of me in, I want to say, eighth grade where they parted it like a zigzag pattern and then with the hair that was parted in that style, they spiked it with gel. It was very 1999-2000, but it was only for a few minutes. <laughs> and then I think I just set it back to normal. So that wasn't really like a style that I kept. In the line dance world, I would say my worst hairstyle is anything that I was trying to hide with my cowboy hat. It's so easy to just not fix your hair when you know you're going to wear a hat all night. Yeah, I don't have that. Living on easy street over here. Number 129, what habits do you have now that you wish you started much earlier? Tell me about your core, please. Ow, ow, as he makes me laugh. Um, Some of the habits that I have now, and I'm going to say some of them that I wish I started earlier. Line dancing in general. Um, Technique. I wish I started technique earlier. Anything in particular? Um, not really in particular, but just in general. Um, I wish that I had more experience with it. And I know it's just time and, and dedication. Um, some of the habits I have now. Um, I'm trying to think. Because I'm trying to think, like, for the most part, with line dance, I would have to say, coming out of the gate, I, I had my idea of a lot of habits and characteristics that I wanted to hold myself to because I wanted to be this person I envisioned that I could be through line dance. So I've held my hel- myself to certain standards. Um, I definitely wish that I started actually actively working out sooner um i know i'd still have the same pain that i do right now but it would be a distant memory at this point which would be nice um i don't know i i like the fact that like certain habits of mine are you know like socializing at dance events i like that i i do floor lead stuff Um, I try and be as helpful as I can be. Um, I like the fact that you and I learn dances on our own and practice them and hold each other to it. I like that I take the time and energy to dress up for night dancing. Um, it's a, a sense of pride, I think for me that I take that time and energy to do that, to show that I'm appreciative of it. Um, I don't know. I can't think of any like anything else that I really wish I did sooner. Okay. I could probably think of uh, a few in each category. For technique, standing up straight, I believe it was uh, recommended to me at some point that I use my height because I can be tall, when I want to. Um, 
just straightening the back of my neck so that I don't look like a vulture is a huge improvement over old videos. Um, not wearing boots. That was a good change to make. Uh, wearing shoes that are more suited for ballroom dancing. Wearing pants and generally clothes that fit. I mean, I was already wearing t-shirts, but I really didn't need the extra layer of unbuttoned rolled up sleeve plaid shirt on top. And sometimes when I see videos of that, it just looks sloppy. So I'm glad that it eventually became more comfortable to just wear the t-shirt on its own, not have to have a collared layer on top of it. Pants that are long enough to cover my ankles, preferably boot cut, um, and are nice and snug uh, in like the thigh area, so I really feel the contractions of changing direction. That's fun. Uh, oh my god, releasing my right arm. See, I, I have seen old videos of my left arm doing fanciful uh, sweeping motions, and my right arm for whatever reason, is just hanging out there like it's about to draw a revolver or something, like like a, a an action figure or something that doesn't doesn't straighten. It just kind of hangs there, so that my elbow is hugging my hip, and my wrist is just kind of floppy. My left arm would be very engaged, very musical, and my right arm would forget that it existed. Now they both exist. Now they're both out there and they extend when it's appropriate. You have a thought on this? So yeah, my right arm is dead fish. Like I don't I don't hold it up. I just drop it and nothing. So. No, mine looked like it was in a sling. <laughs> just on the side. Mm, let's see. A habit I have now. Well, it's not so much a habit, but because I don't have the hat to fall back on, I fix my hair, which is nice because at least if you do wear the hat, it gives you the option to take it off or put it you know, back on. When your hair is messed up and you have no plan to take off the hat, then you're, you're self-conscious about it. If you do any activities afterwards, if you go to dinner or anything like that, then you feel sloppy. Like you're kind of getting away with something, but you shouldn't be. You should probably just be presentable. Uh, let's see. What habit do I have now? Oh, well, depending how we define now, I started writing down the dances at country bars and events in about 2015, and I wish that I had started as far back as Kodiak's, and certainly at Mavericks. I don't have any lists from Mavericks, and I was there for like three years. I was at Kodiak's for two years, got nothing, because it just didn't occur to me to write them down. Didn't see any benefit to it. And really, the reason I started when I did go to other places was to write down what dances they were doing so that I could learn them and then maybe you know come back home and um, finish off that list and then you know, go back out to that place and do all those dances. Why would I need to do that if our country bar was going to be open forever? Which neither of them are anymore. Mm, let's see, other habits. Reflection episodes. I, I wish I would have started those earlier, but... Um, I'm glad that we do that now. Go ahead. Eating. Yes. Uh, so there have been habits that I've picked up and put down like yoga and sleeping eight hours and uh, other things that are recommended for you to do. Lately, I've been lifting heavy things with my arms and chest and back muscles. And I have been... Uh, when I first started, I was 
counting my surplus of calories, getting my 3,000 for sure, and getting lots of sleep, and then regularly doing sets of exercises. And now that I've had two weeks of events to interrupt that, I'm still kind of like getting back on the regularity horse of it, but I have a generally ballpark idea of have I eaten enough today? Am I eating something close to a surplus? Today, I ate lots of pizza, so I'm probably good on calories. Maybe protein. Uh, I had some other things earlier. Maybe I could do more, but I think it's still better to be in this habit than the alternative, which is just, oh, it's midnight. I guess I could do a ramen as my meal for the day. Yeah, that's no good. Doesn't help anything. Uh, Let's see, what else? Dance-related, writing things, wearing things. I mean, we already carry deodorant around everywhere. We carry mint around everywhere. Uh, Recording videos isn't really something that I have been doing a lot lately, so I can't say it's something I wish I had done early. Well, you know what? It's a habit that I was doing for a good long stretch, and I wish I had started it earlier so that I would have more videos from Mavericks and Kodiaks, because I have very little. Uh, I'm still okay with not doing as much of that now, because I feel like I don't need to, but I wish I had done it then. And maybe five years from now, I'll wish that I had been doing it now as well, but say lovey. Oh. Oh, I wish I had taken notes of... recommendations like uh, recommended dances to learn on paper like really focusing on these are good dances for an absolute beginner these are the ones that your beginner class loves so you know take those and bring those home and share them with your students and there aren't all that many so it's not like i've lost track of a whole bunch of you know gold dances that i i should have been paying attention to But still, it would have been helpful to have started a portfolio of those earlier so that we would be ready in case we needed a new, exciting beginner dance to teach to our people. Mm. I wish I'd started carrying business cards sooner. I do now, but I didn't get on that until a couple years ago. Mm. Nothing else comes to mind. If anything does, I guess I can add it later. Number 130, if you were given 1,000 of acres of land that you didn't need to pay taxes on but couldn't sell, what kind of dance floor would you put on it? It just says, what would you do with it? But anyhow. Well, yeah, definitely a dance floor. Um, but let's see, like that many acres, I'd actually probably split it. Probably be dance floor, definitely some type of house. And probably some type of animal rescue ranch farm portion. Just let them play. Let the goats mingle with the chickens. And, and, and the cows and, and the piggies and the dogs. Yep, all of it. That would be nice. 1,000 acres. I can't even like imagine just visually in my head of what that even looks like. Because there's that song, I got 160 acres in the valley, and that seems like a lot. To just ride around on another thousand acres. The line dance communion. Oh, yes, our hippie getaway. But for line dancers, yeah, we could like make a moat and a drawbridge. And it would be like one of those Del Webb communities where you're only there if you apply and you're prepared to be surrounded by a certain kind of people all day, every day. That would be neat. I would like that. 
Yeah. There should be a body of water on there too, because I think if it were a hot day, I'd want to float. Yeah. Uh, a lot of growth. I would want to grow things. And oh, of course, there'd be plenty of space for the line dance museum. <laughs> um, maybe squeeze one of those Beauty and the Beast libraries on there somewhere, because you'd have enough room for it. Might as well. You know, what'd be really neat is if you had like a library that was also a labyrinth. Said it was actually it's like confusing, but you know when you just get frustrated and lost and you can't you can't find the exit, sit down and read a book. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> it might be nice also to not have Wi-Fi in this space because like it, it would be kind of cool to have like a home office where you could do broadcast of whatever line dance related media ventures um, that you plan to do. But it'll also be kind of nice to have one of those sections that's just jammed so you, you don't get cell phone signal you get no signal at all you are forced to enjoy the land and what is offered on it but yeah mostly dance related things oh and a concert venue so that when our uh, people come who sing line dance music uh, they can they can do that they can play there like green music center Number 131, what about the opposite sex confuses you the most? Um, I don't think I'd go with confusing. Why they go to the bathroom in pairs or with company. I, I, I know that there are reasons and I could probably Google it. I still think it's weird that it's just culturally accepted. It's gossip. It's gossip. Even that is just accepted. Why is it okay for you guys to do that? I don't know. It's because you guys can't follow us in there so we can talk about whatever we need to. Because it's not always the case. It's rare that I do the pair thing. Like, I've got... I have had... Like, for instance, um, perfect example. Just the other night, at Stoney's, I had to tell Leah something and we were both headed towards the bathroom. So we just went together and um, she went with me. So I think she was actually headed towards water, but she went with me to the bathroom so I could finish what I was saying. And then I think Broken Heart was playing. So she, I was like, go, go, go. I'll meet you out there. So, um, but generally speaking, I don't typically have company. I know I've occasionally spoken with Kat for long periods of time in the Stoney's bathroom. And that's mostly when she needed to vent about something so that certain ears didn't hear. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just convenient, I think, is the biggest thing for me, is it's an easy place to talk and, you know, whatever. But uh, generally speaking, it's not something I do. I'm trying to think if there's anything dance-wise that confuses me about what specifically the opposite sex does. Because, uh, like, the bling on the boots and the the shirts, like, all that makes sense. The loose necks and the, like, different cuts for shirts makes sense. Flowy clothing, same thing. It's just more comfortable. Mmm. Maybe something about like tone of voice. Like, why do some women feel scared to like project when they're on the mic? Like, maybe they f- feel like it makes them 
less feminine if they like pinch their voice they can stay feminine but then if they speak like appropriately to a, a large crowd then maybe it's not feminine but then Rachel does it like Rachel has no fear about speaking to the back of the room and she's very clear and easy to understand and very feminine so I don't know Say the whole projecting thing can have a lot of things that have nothing to do with masculine or feminine. It could just simply be an insecurity because they've always been told that they were loud. Yikes. Uh, what else do women opposite sex can Oh, gosh. Okay, here's one. Why do girls want to be partner danced so badly? Because as a lead, I'm just not into it. Maybe maybe I was more before when I didn't get many opportunities to talk to girls. So if I could do a cowboy cha-cha or a drifter, then you know there's my in. Ah, but like I don't know. It seems like a lot of you know. Even when Byron posted uh, the video from Moonshine Flats or Beach recently of all those people doing a partner dance in a circle, it's got mi- like millions of views now thousands of shares and i've opened the comments from time to time to see what people are saying about this very standard looking video of you know what could be done any week at stonies and a lot of it is girls and they're saying they're like tagging some guy like we need to get on this or tagging some girl and saying hey i wish we could find guys to dance with us like that so i wouldn't say it confuses me but it is maybe a little bit like, why is it so different? I know the girls are the ones who get to be shown off as opposed to the guys. So that would be maybe why the guys aren't as into it. But yeah, it's definitely a specific opposite sex thing. I don't, I never hear like guys complaining that they don't get to partner dance enough. Well, some of the reasons why I personally want to partner dance is it really actually has nothing to do with being shown off. It has everything to do with the conversation that occurs without words. It's the trust. It's the the feeling of connectedness with your partner. It's the idea that for three or four minutes, you share something very much together not just oh yeah we're all dancing and we're all experiencing our own things and so we're sharing that experience together it's you're sharing it directly with your partner Um, another thing is it's fun for me to be connected physically with another human being which is why although I prefer to be led by guys I will also partner dance with girls Um, it's that that touch as well Um, another thing for me is especially reason why I prefer guys is because I didn't really get that. I was never really ever the one that got asked to dance. I was always the one asking to dance. Um, so the occasional time when someone walks up to me and asks me to dance, it's very much a feminine thing. And a very much special moment that of all the people this individual could have asked, they chose me. 
So it's it's a very special feeling for me as well. Um, and again, like when I specifically like you in particular, because we've danced so much together, there is a trust that's there that I know that no matter how many times you spin me, I'm not going to fall kind of thing because we've there's that connectedness and that um, dance chemistry and the experience that we've had together to know that, you know, you're not going to lead me into somebody else. You're not going to yank my arm out of my socket, which is a risk in partner dancing. Um, and so that's something that we get to share as well that I, I really treasure personally. Maybe that is a girl thing. I don't know, but that would be my reasons at least. Hmm. All right. Number 132, when was the last time you yelled at someone? Huh. That's a good question. Yelled or sternly spoke to? Ah, okay. I might know yours. <laughs> um, I definitely, last time I yelled at someone would have been my ex hands down i have not yelled at anyone since that i can recall um i've wanted to yell but it's not gonna help the situation um i have pulled the parent teacher level of lack of better term scolding someone's behavior without like I don't know it was very much a straight to the point very stern kind of talking to as opposed to like a yelling and that would have been last Thursday for details check out previous episodes of line dance podcast I've yelled about people sometimes involving politics I've yelled to people if they're on speakerphone, but it is difficult for me to recall a time when I've yelled at someone where you're raising the the tone of your voice to attack and make uh, attack them and make them feel uncomfortable. I I know that that isn't an effective thing to do, so I don't know when last time would have been when I thought that was a good choice. Cuz I don't typically lose my temper I'm trying to think like I haven't even been like mugged I was going to say lose my temper at you know somebody in my life but even if it's not somebody in my life and it's just somebody who's I don't know trying to shank me like people don't try to shank me so I don't have anyone to yell at yeah I think the most I could say for you is I've tested your patience yeah we've probably each done that in the line dance world I don't know when I would have again it doesn't it just wouldn't happen in line dance. Yeah. Nah. Okay. Number one thirty-three. No. I just don't understand these questions sometimes. What's the opposite of a koala? Okay. Well, a koala lives in trees. Right. So what doesn't live in trees? So I'd go that route. And some, something underwater and on the other side of the world because they're in Australia. So what would be the other side of Australia? I don't know. Actually, you know what? I'm pretty sure the United States 
is close to being on the other side of the world from Australia. Because I remember when there was a time when um, the whole keep digging and you'll end up in China thing made me wonder, I wonder if that's true. Like, aren't they both in the Northern Hemisphere? That wouldn't really work. So I'm trying to think, where did it... Oh, no, no, no. I think the United States ended up being... It was in an ocean. I thought it was off the west coast of Africa. But it might have been off the coast of India. No, I don't know. So anyway, it has to be something probably underwater. Because even if you shift it slightly... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The opposite of the United States would be water and not Australia. Therefore, the opposite of Australia would be either to the left or right of the United States, meaning the Pacific or the Atlantic Ocean. Okay, so something that isn't a mammal, probably not even a vertebrate when you think about it. Oh, but then if it's not an animal, it might be a plant. So maybe, well... But then an algae would be the opposite of like any animal. So why would you even specify koala? Huh? Antimatter? The ant- opposite of koala is a koala made of antimatter. I was going to just say lobster just for the heck of it. Okay. <laughs> I want to cuddle a koala. I don't want to cuddle a lobster. Koala backwards is ala-oak, but that doesn't really help us at all. Maybe the opposite of a koala is an oak tree. I don't know. That lives underwater. Number 134, what kinds of things do you like to cook or are good at cooking? Wait a second. In line dance, koala might mean Maddie. What's the opposite of Maddie? It would be a guy and an older guy because she's younger. And... Maybe more obscure because she's kind of like starring it up right now. Maybe not as many dances because she has a lot of dances. Maybe Jeff. Because he has a hat. She doesn't wear a hat. He's older and he has choreographed but not as many. He's a DJ. She's a dancer. First thing that comes to mind. Unless you want to go with like a complete non-dancer, but then that could be like any any of my seniors. No, because if if you're going line dance, then it needs to stick in line dance. I don't know. I was thinking. I don't know. Maybe Ira. Oh. Seems very different from Maddie. True, but he has also traveled the world like Maddie. Whereas I don't think Jeff's done as much traveling. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe like Larry Bass. I don't know how much he's traveled. Sure. And he also wears a hat. Sure. Okay. Also, when you see them dance, they look very different. You would identify in a second what their shadows are. All right, what kinds of things do you like to cook or are good at cooking? If I'm at a line dance event, pudding cups. Non-line dance related. Um, with pride. I can say my mozzarella stuffed meats balls, lasagna, my stuffed shells. Um, there was, I used to be able to bake a really, really good pear tort, 
I have unfortunately since lost the recipe. So that one I might have to track down somehow. But uh, yeah, mostly baked pasta dishes. And as I'm sure you can attest to it, my my meatballs are pretty rocking. They're very tasty meatballs. I would say scrambled eggs. I've got it down to a science or an art, depending on how you look at it. Uh, I also like that as quickly as I'm able to make them, they still taste and feel good. The texture is there. It's kind of fluffy still. All right, number 135, what life skills are rarely taught but extremely useful? Line dancing. (laughs) Line dancing. Legit. Uh, I would say being okay with being bored slash being aware of your surroundings. It seems like in school, a lot of what is taught is things to fill your head with and not as much your head is fine. Just look around, see what's there. Don't accept what we're telling you, but try to do some observation of your own. Don't take anything for granted. Don't even try to put word labels on things. Just immerse and experience, perceive. Um, I think the easiest way to sum that up, which I can definitely say, I was fortunate enough to be part of a generation that was taught how to think, not what to think. We still had gate back then. I don't know if they do gate anymore. Gate classes. Gifted and talented education where you get whatever time period is being spent on the rest of the normal mainstream class. You are in another class doing things that challenge you more and maybe involve more critical thinking, whereas they're just trying to catch up to like basic reading standards and things like that. Math. Uh, Yeah, it's mostly for the people who um, had like a lot of summer school already. So they learned what the teacher of the fall spring semesters was going to teach in summer. So if, if the kids got a head start, then it's not really, I don't want to say, well, it's not unfair. Isn't the word, but it's not helpful to them to be forced to wait while the rest of their class learns what they already know. See, I had a very different version of summer school, which I was fortunate enough never to have to go to. It was when you fell behind you went to summer school to make up what you missed, not to get ahead. Summer enrichment. It's fun stuff. Um, I, I was treated to some of it by um, family, and it was useful. It was fun. Like I, I took like first aid and chess and creative writing. Things that, you know, like they're enrichment. They're not really going to get you into like Harvard or anything, but it's fun. Oh, let's see. Yeah, it's soccer camp. <laughs> how's, how's that sports scholarship working out for you? It all went into your dance legs, so nothing is wasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I I am um, enjoying a side job of chess player, EMT, and creative writer, so money well spent. Yeah, um, I dropped soccer when I discovered dance and theater art. Yeah, if I'm being honest, that replaced all my hobbies. (laughs) All right. What's next here? Number one, three, six. 
what movie universe would be the worst to live out your life in? It's questionable grammar. What movie universe? Maybe Marvel if you're on the wrong side of the snap. Yeah. I don't know. That's hard. I'm... I was going to say anything as much as I love the TV shows and the movies by him. Any universe Joss Whedon comes up with, I feel like I'd die. Okay. I can see that. (laughs) Uh, I was thinking like maybe The Matrix, but even then you wouldn't know the difference, so it wouldn't be that bad, really. Unless you you were one of the poor souls who woke up. Yeah. But even then, I mean, you only have to suffer for a few decades, then you die like everyone else. I'm thinking, is there anything where you are forced to stay alive and suffer? Oh, you know, the Children of Men world was really bleak. Yeah. If you're born into that and, you know, humanity's just, like, ending around you slowly, I would not enjoy that. And it's not like the depressing movies from World War II where, yes, those same things happened or they were similar like people living in ghettos and whatnot, but eventually they ended. With Children of Men, you have no guarantee that that's ever going to end or get better. I'm trying to think, is there anything else? Independence Day? That's kind of exciting. Very patriotic. Huh. I might just have to stick with uh, whatever it was I said seconds ago that I've already forgotten. What was it? <laughs> Children of Men. There it is. Thank you. All right. Up next. Wait a second. What movie universe would be the worst to live out your life? I mean, it's kind of a negative question, but I'm wondering, is there any way to tie that into line dance? What dance? No, God, because then it it almost would be mean to the choreographer. I was going to say, what dance would be the worst dance to get stuck in so that you could never do any other dances? You always have to do that one. But, I mean, they could all be fun if you just make it fun for yourself. So... Even that's not really a fair question. Eh, moving on. Number 137, if you could hack into any one computer, which computer would you choose? I see a shrug from Megan. You don't want to hack anyone's computer? You don't want all the state secrets? You don't want all the alien secrets? You don't want to know all your ex's secrets? No. Hard no. Okay. Uh... What computer would I want to hack it? You know what? I would want to get into my old computer that had a corrupted hard drive so I could get some of those files back. <laughs> it's from like sophomore year of high school or something. I think it was an old compact. Uh, line dance wise, oh, I would go with Louie because he would have some good music. If if I were able to, um, I mean, I wouldn't really have to hack him necessarily. I could just you know, ask him if he has any recommendations for songs I should independently go out and find. Uh, but he would probably have the most interesting array of music. So I'm going to change this a little bit up for you. And not necessarily hack computer, but if you could hack the mind. Rachel! Totally hands down, Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. I think, see, with her, there is some thought there, some, like, words that are associated with what she does 
Whereas Roy is just on this whole other planet of understanding. And I don't even know if he could describe some of the things that go on in his head in a way I would understand. I think Rachel probably could. She's been at it a while. Yeah, if I could like just experience music the way Roy does, that would be something. But as far as hacking for understanding, uh, yeah, Rachel's mind would be very educational. Maybe also Scott's. All right. Number 138. Who do you feel like you know, even though you've never met them? I would go with either of a couple of podcast people. One is Andrea Mulbauer of uh, Dance Like No... Dance Like Everyone's Watching. The other might be Tim Ferriss. I've heard so many of his podcasts at this point, and I have a pretty good sense of his interests and background. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that I feel like I know from Facebook, any Facebook friends that we've had forever, but never actually formally met them in the dance world. Because eventually we did meet like Laura Cannon, Amy Gross, all the Reno people. Any thoughts from you? Mark Richard. I was gonna say Lorraine Brown. I so. say <laughs> Lorraine Brown. Nice. Um, those two. Those two. Although we've we've had conversations via Facebook, we haven't actually met them in person yet. Um, and I definitely feel like there's a sense of knowing them now. Obviously, there's only so much you can know about a person via text message and everything but um i would definitely have to say before meeting her i felt like i knew rachel i i felt like with how many times i've watched her videos with how many times i've watched her dance with learning as many of her dances as i did i felt like there was a sense of knowledge there um that I knew that she was a very intelligent, hardworking, um, and compassionate person just based off of this little bit of information that I got from her. Um, And from what I've gathered so far of meeting her in person and having conversations with her, she still lives up to that same thing, only just on a higher level. So, um, yeah, I would definitely have to say the, the person I felt like I knew before meeting them would have been Rachel. I think maybe the opposite of that, somebody where you know you see their name on step sheets and you're aware of them, but you know you only can kind of guess what they're like, and then you find out when you meet them in person, they're like this whole complex person uh, you wouldn't have guessed. Would be Fiona. When you actually get to know Fiona, she's she's got like a you know the sense of humor and sassiness. Yeah. The, you wouldn't guess from watching her dance the last word, for example. So, yeah, that would be one of those people where online wouldn't have been enough. You, you got to actually sit down and chat with her. Yeah. Well, let's see what we have next here. Number 139. What's the most ridiculous animal on the planet? Ooh, I'm trying to picture any of those true facts videos by Zifrank. I'm thinking maybe like the pistol shrimp or the cuttlefish or maybe the sloth. I think you mentioned platypus a while back. 
That was the one that should be renamed. Right. <laughs> um, see, animal's a little tricky. Mammal, I definitely have to go with human. Mm. Just, we're ridiculous. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> All right, number 140. Oh, wait a second. What's the most ridiculous animal on the planet? In line dance. I don't want. I, I mean, I would not use this word in a negative connotation, um, but Simon is this whole other being. being. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen him in person. I've seen him at Windy City doing his thing, and then like I've heard stories of his life, and I think, wow. And here you are, like you, you're a working professional. You're fit and healthy. You dance like that. And I don't think that, you know, if I danced for the next 15 or 20 years thinking about technique every day, I could dance like that. Um, yeah, he is definitely his whole other self. Yeah, I think we have agreement from Megan. All right. Uh, number 140. What's the worst thing you've eaten out of politeness? The worst thing you've eaten out of politeness. Did we ever have any have uh, like dinners at events where we just were supposed to eat what was given for free or anything? Worst thing you've eaten out of politeness. I usually don't eat things if I don't want to. I mean, that's my body. <laughs> Megan's still thinking. Line dance event related. Or even say if we had had a meal with someone in line dance, nothing comes to mind. Because generally speaking, like you said, if we're at, say, like Boots and Buckles and there's things on the table and people have made certain things and it doesn't look appetizing to me, I'm just not going to put it on my plate. Somebody else will eat it. Not a big deal. Um, I can say that I have had the opposite like I was on the opposite side and I was, I think like seventh grade maybe. And I baked cookies. They were awful. They were so bad. And they are known as Megan's fish cookies. They were so bad. I miscalculated something. I think it was like the baking soda or something like that. Miscalculated it. And my brother and my stepdad at the time took a bite and they tried to warn my mom not to not to take a bite but they like were like mhm mm yeah okay and my mom immediately took a bite and she's like oh my god these suck <laughs> so uh that was an experience for me um yeah out of i don't generally i've tried things and I always warn people that, like, well, I've never had this before, so I'm only going to try a little bit of it. Um, I think we've gotten better at it, but you used to give me a whole lot more salad, and I felt obligated to eat the whole bowl, regardless of wanting it or not, or if I could even, like put more in my body and I would force myself to eat that. So I guess that would be the closest I could say out of politeness. Um, but we've definitely figured out just don't give Megan as much. <laughs> Speaking of olive oil 
and family baking secrets. Uh, my sister, I think it was my sister and I made a cake for either one of my parents or for both of them for their anniversary. And in the putting it all together process, we failed to notice. And I guess we didn't really know what garlic was at the time. Uh, we, we failed to notice that the olive oil was uh, infused or flavored with garlic. And that was the olive oil we chose to use for the cake, which then tasted like garlic. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure my parents ate it anyway. <laughs> Part of it. Yeah, my parents would because they're they're good sports. But God, I, once I found out afterwards, I was just mortified. And I was so young. I wouldn't have known what garlic was yet. Except for like we we went to a place called the Stinking Rose in San Francisco for dinner for like my uncle's birthday at some point. And their big thing is that they have garlic everything, garlic decorations. And uh, that was probably my closest association with garlic. So I think once that clicked that, oh, this is a bad thing to put in a cake and it is garlic. And oh yeah, I remember that one place where everything has this theme of being stinky. Hmm. Okay. All I shouldn't have put a stinky thing in the cake. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for some reason I, I must've been under the impression that there was no making a second cake. Like that wasn't an option. We had one chance to do it and we blew it. So then I just remember feeling very sad thinking I ruined that cake and they were polite. So that answers the question. Uh, also I will mention, uh, since they say eaten, but I mean, we could say consumed. There was a foreign alcoholic beverage that we were offered a little over a year ago, an unnamed foreign alcoholic beverage that a lot of people really like. And it was okay, but, I don't know if I was expecting something different that I would have wanted to drink a lot more of over the course of a night. Like, for example, um, back in the day, Costco, I mean, they still sell these, but uh, Costco has these golden margaritas that are pre-mixed. Delicious. Back in the day in college, we'll say, because I was doing like post-grad stuff at the time, I could go to the pool and just sip like half of one of those bottles over the course of several hours because it was easy and tasty and well-balanced. And the drink that we consumed at that one event, I, I was good by like one or two shots. I didn't really need more than that. It was not a sip all day kind of a drink for me. But I mean, now we're at a whole other place of non-drinking at events. So it's sort of irrelevant. Yeah. Oh, I will say Derek Steele makes amazing moonshine. You should try it sometime. Uh, where are we next? Number 141. What's the most historic thing that has happened in your lifetime? I'm going to say 9-11. Easy. Well, there's 9-11. There's Obama being elected president. There's the joke of a president we have now, and I will say that on radio. All 30 of you. <laughs> Megan said that. I did. I did. You have a hint of what my political beliefs are now. Congrats. Um, so that's kind of what happened like in my lifetime, big time. To me personally, I'd have to say the stupid fires. Yeah, I could see that. 
I mean, I know there's like the Berlin Wall coming down at the end of the Soviet Union, but it didn't really affect me personally because I was like three or four. <laughs> so, yeah. The thing that I would definitely remember was 9-11 happening. Uh, like as far as one distinct thing. Not a gradual thing like the rise of the internet. Uh, let's see. Number 142. What happens in your country regularly that people in most countries would find strange or bizarre? Oh, and also, before I get into that, I have to think, what was the most historic thing that happened in your lifetime? Inline dance. Uh, Guyton's retirement. Boo. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we came at such a bad time in line dance like to see him leaving. I'm glad that we got any time with him at all and yes. got to learn some of his dances while they were still being and done frequently in ballrooms around the world. Is today's birthday or was yesterday's birthday? I think it was to. Oh, that's a good question because I do remember ha- giving uh, wishing him a happy birthday. Maybe it's still today because I was up late last night, so it would have felt like yesterday and today. <laughs> right? Oh, also, I guess it's historic if you consider how long she's wanted one. Uh, Rachel having a son. Yes. It's big. Uh, We weren't really aware of it at the time, but Joe coming back from near death to continue to be her amazing self. That is uh, unprecedented in the rest of line dance, as far as I know. Oh, but anyway, the other thing. What happens in your country, country regularly that people in most countries would find strange or bizarre? Well, in line dance, apparently we have discovered how we do workshops would be strange or bizarre and how our late night dancing happens. Huh. Okay. Yeah, that's true. We, uh, when several months from now, you listen to the interviews that we did with Julie Dixon and Ryan Hunt, they talk about the UK style of dancing uh, and dance events and how they tend to end earlier and they're generally one room events whereas we have multiple ballrooms and we go until the wee hours of morning it's just what's normal here i guess now um, also i would say the way we run country nights i guess is unusual we teach like all night we teach for three out of four hours of any given night with a few requests alternated in and oh you know some reviews some talk throughs but most places at a standard country night you get one or two lessons maybe a beginner maybe a higher beginner and then yeah if you show up late you're out of luck you just have to hope that you know the dances or can pick them up on the floor until the end of the night also, other countries might find it strange. Well, I don't know how common it is at other places, but other venues might find it strange that we don't do the wobble as much as a lot of other places do at our country nights. We still do Cupid Shuffle, but wobble's not really been a thing for us at Twin Oaks or Hot Monk. Nope. It's just not our flavor. Yeah, I think you pretty much covered it. Okie dokie. Well, oh, we have five minutes till the uh, the hour. What is next? What has been blown way out of proportion? 
I think there's too much stress over the whole Copper Knob top 10 views and who's cheating whom and where are all these views coming from and why does this person deserve to be number one? We don't even know who they are. Well, you know, things happen. Maybe sometimes people have friends or big mailing lists. I don't know. In any event, it seems to cause a lot of stress. Um, the idea that there is anything like competition in the line dance world, I think is taken too seriously. I really think I mean, we need to remember this is something we do to enjoy ourselves. And if you can focus on just the enjoyment aspect, you'll probably be happier, but I don't know everyone's situation. So maybe for them, it's a very big, serious deal. That was definitely the first thing that came to mind for me. The other thing, I don't know if I'd say blown way out of proportion, but anything you and I get on our little soapbox is about uh, names of dances and Georgia Peachin is not being a dance. Yeah. Or uh, Burn It to the Ground, which is Turbo Twang. Uh, or there was another one. Oh, what was it? What was Twit? There was another one that uh, I remember doing earlier today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so this wasn't the one, but Cha Cha Caliente is not a dance. Um, it is I Like It Loud. Tune into any of our many other episodes where I rant about this. And I probably shouldn't get as bent out of shape as I do um, about it. Oh, and the whole idea that somebody's changing your step sheets because they are making it more accessible to more people in other languages. Go ahead. Regional variations. Not a thing. (laughs) Okay. So before we blow anything else out of proportion, uh, let's hit the gross mark of 144. That is 12 squared. When was a time you acted nonchalant but were going crazy inside? Probably during a discussion of regional variations. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Um, yeah, definitely um, a, a, a discussion of any of the few little topics we just spoke of. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Anytime I get out and demo, um, I look like I'm having fun and know what I'm doing and I'm freaking out inside, I think. And then the dance starts and then I just kind of go with it and then the fun takes over. I wouldn't say that this makes me go crazy, but when I see my last name spelled with an S at the end instead of a Z online, when you've probably only ever seen my name have the Z at the end, I just wonder how did that happen? All right, well, we have like a minute and a half left. Here's a nice optimistic one to possibly close out for the evening. Number 145, what's about to get much better? Besides life and line dancing and hopefully our careers in line dancing and our future and, um, yeah, a lot. Our living situation is going to get a lot more stable, I think, hopefully. And then... (laughs) Once that happens, then we can start you know, more classes like at community centers and um, you know, driving out to places because we know we have somewhere to come back to. Just all those stability things that will fall into place once we have our permanent addresses in at most a month. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. Well, for Line Dance Podcast... This is Christopher Gonzalez with Megan Barcelia. We thank you again for listening to us for this hour of random random 350 good questions to ask and how they relate to line dance. We'll see you next time with number 146. And uh, surely 
with our laces tied, we will at some point in the future see, see you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.